But today we are forgetting our humanity and we have to be conscious of that. Well said. I just love sort of the way you speak. I love the quotes in the book as well. They're just amazing. And you sort of represent a movement that's opposite of, you know, this hyper-nationalism, increases spending on defense, all of those things. So I read in the book that you wrote this book because you wanted to leave something behind for your sons. One of your sons was actually involved in an airplane crash and he almost lost his life and, and thankfully he survived. So what kind of impact you know, did that incident have on you? My son was uh, almost about to lose his life, but not in the airplane crash. I was about to lose my life in airplane oh my crash. God. My son was about to lose life because there was an accident in the course of his birth. Okay. And when he was born in 1997, long time ago, the doctors told me a few minutes after his birth that he would not survive for more than a few minutes. And he was being taken to an emergency. And it was a 10-minute ambulance drive to the emergency room of another hospital. And he told me that you must look at your son because by the time this ambulance reaches the other hospital, you won't be able to see him. He won't be alive anymore. And I was once involved in a plane that almost crashed. And I have been in situations in interface with terrorists who almost killed me. So I have seen death very closely. So I can imagine my death, I can imagine the death of humanity. But each time I found a solution. So when my son, I was told, would not survive, I got on the internet, I got on the diplomatic channels, and I mobilized knowledge resources in medicine from the entire world. And I found a solution to his problem somewhere far away in the United States. The accident took place in the course of his birth in Sweden. I was on a diplomatic assignment in Sweden. That's where it happened. But then I found a solution in the United States. When I was involved in that situation where the plane was almost going to crash. I worked with other passengers to help the people who were more badly affected than I was. When I was facing the terrorists, I told them a story of sex, love and romance and I distributed them. So I found that there is a solution at the individual level. So similarly, there is a solution at the universal level. But we have to conceive that solution. We have to reflect on that solution. We have to think of that solution. And what A World Without War, my book published by HarperCollins, tries to do is to provide a whole menu of solutions. So the book is divided in six chapters, but only the first chapter is about the problem. The rest of the five chapters are all about solutions. Could you tell us one solution? I will be very happy to talk <laughs> about the solutions, but I just want to say one thing. We need a world without war. We do. And we need a nerd without war, not only because the alternative is the end of our survival, Yeah. but we need a world without war because I believe that hope is feasible. And hope has to triumph. Now, there are many ways to achieve it. One way to achieve it is to bring about an institutional change. We need the very drastic revision of the United Nations Security Council. And even the broader United Nations has become a marketplace where the countries come there to bargain their national interests, not to develop collective interests of humankind. In fact, United Nations is not United Nations at all. United Nations organization is actually United Government's organization. So we have to slowly convert into a real United Nations from United Government's organization. But this forum where the states are constantly bargaining with each other rather than looking for a collective interest, we need a body, some kind of a civilizational crisis council or an organ which is dealing with civilizational crisis like arms race, climate change, the most advanced technologies and their adverse implications to deal with these kinds of problems. Also, along with the General Assembly, which is made by the states or by the nation states, 
we need a world parliamentary assembly or a parliament of humanities along with that so that people can be represented we also need a philosophical change mm. the ancient indian precept of vasudeva kutumbakam has only remained in theory we need to practice it we need to build a world which is really like a family family in our mutual appreciation of our common humanity yes and we need a change in our loyalties we need a loyalty to ourselves we need a loyalty to our nation and we need a loyalty to humanity to human civilization and all of this should lead to a new global social contract when rousseau conceived social contract in 1762 he was in geneva and it was a city state so he only thought of a social contract between the state and the society now we need a contract between state society and humanity that's lovely thank you thank you so much and i think that's so inspiring for young people to hear it's sort of peace not war and it all starts within ourselves i remember i had gone for um, this 3 day course with the dalai lama and what you're saying reminds me a lot of what he said is that you know ending conflict starts within our own bodies within our own mindset uh, and the way that we relate to other people so i think that is very useful we just went through another war in 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 a way uh, with the covid crisis you know and luckily we're here today we're doing this podcast you mentioned in your book that covid was an opportunity for you so could you tell us a little bit more about how covid impacted you impacted uh, the writing of this book but i conceived this book in 2019 i was at a place called com okay. it's a small village in normandy in ah, yes. france I was there as a part of a small group of six people. I was the only humble yourself. <laughs> the rest were Nobel Peace Laureates. <laughs> so there was Dr. Mohammad Albardai, wow. Jody Williams, Dennis Mukwege, Lema Gobi, and philosopher A.C. or Anthony Grelly. And there were me. And the six of us together prepared the Normandy Manifesto for World Peace. That's when I really became aware of the severity of the existential crisis to human civilization. and also the possibility of the way out the vasudeva kutumbakam philosophy the ubuntu philosophy so when i was uh, at com my friends suggested that normandy manifesto is really good but it is a very succinct one page document i should elaborate it in a long essay hmm. or or in a book hmm. and so that's how i started thinking about a book but there was no time to write a book but next year there was covid and until covid i used to travel out of india and based in mumbai but i used to travel 3 weeks per month out of the country wow and so there was no time to sit down and write the lockdown forced me to be tied down to my table and chair at home and i thought of all these thoughts which had been disturbing my mind and flowing uh, in my mind and i started writing them down and a word without word as a book was born No I'm sure like I'm with sort of my team now and I can see the smiling faces at the things that you're saying and I think it is going to resonate a lot with all of us young people because that's the kind of world that well, we want. Well young people yeah. is the future. Exactly. And young yeah. people is my hope. Yes. <laughs> I wrote word without war keeping young people in mind and all the billions of young people all over the world because it's only they who can rectify the future. The old people are already too set in their ideas. Mm. they may want to challenge the world but they don't want to challenge themselves young people can challenge themselves and young people can challenge the world so this is the yes. unique ability the young people have but what the young people need they need ideas they need information they need knowledge they cannot operate in isolation you cannot operate only with emotions whatever you want to do it has to be grounded in 
in in hard facts and what this book does is it's a tool yeah the younger generation and the peace movements and feminists and everybody else should look at it as a device mm-hmm. as a tool for action that's what it is it's fantastic you've also written a marathi book and that's been very popular it's been 23 editions of that book exactly. out could you tell us a bit more about that as well it's a book in marathi the title is ekadashi is a shot i wrote it some years ago and 23 editions as you rightly pointed out have been outdated it's become extremely popular especially in the rural areas across maharashtra and other parts of western india because it's in marathi but it has been translated in urdu it's been translated in hindi and the book ekadashi to shod bin in search of a direction the book says that india is looking for its direction and all countries and all societies go through this search of the direction and many countries have been able to transform themselves in a positive way and if this can happen elsewhere in the world why not here there is a potential even for our society to transform in a positive and constructive way i think so you are a breath of fresh air uh, in this whole narrative of gloom doom uh, you know you've given me hope at least and i know that our listeners are going to feel much more inspired by listening to you last section of this interview is our rapid fire round yes i'm ready yeah be rapid <laughs> yes so you uh, i love the quotes in your book i read a few of your interviews and some of the quotes you use quite amazing one of the quotes i can read out for our listeners you say i refuse to be part of incredible india but credible india that's a very quotable quote so can you tell me one quote that you like that someone else has said remember your humanity and forget the rest who said that einstein and russell lovely thank you so much okay one overrated book about the army you know i don't read books about the army <laughs> so okay uh, i won't be able to say i'm reading books about peace and i think we should your all be your favorite book about peace there is a book i totally disagree with okay that's interesting uh, and still it is my favorite it is better angels of our nature by by steven pickney but it's a book i totally disagree with and my book actually refutes his argument it's my favorite because it started this whole argument about peace right it's better we argue with peace rather than go to ukraine and with guns and fight a war yes it's another quote from you so the place that you feel most peaceful my heart oh <laughs> one icon that represents peace for you Ravindranath Tagore and one youth leader you think is walking the talk there are a lot of youth leaders walking the walk <laughs> <laughs> but uh, youth leader but i'm inspired by nelson mandela i'm inspired by mahatma gandhi and i'm inspired by judy williams who i mentioned earlier in her young days so when she was merely 35 she mobilized the entire world to organize the anti landmine uh, treaty and wow. because of her efforts landmines have been banned in the world and 100 nations came together and signed that agreement and she was only 35 each one of you are capable of being jody williams in her youth randall falsworth in her youth but you have to recognize that you have the power and you have the potential and your voice has the value thank you so much sir okay last question your favorite fiction book i read a really very interesting fiction book a gentleman in moscow and i i quite like it by uh, another favorite fiction book is mahabharat Okay yeah <laughs> Okay so thank you so much I think this is such a fun interview thanks so much for your time and I think we're all very inspired here I enjoyed being with you Tara thank you very much Hope you enjoyed this episode I'm Tara Khandelwal the founder of Bound 
a company that helps you grow through stories. Please find us on Bound India on all social media platforms. We would love to connect with you there. And we have much more coming up in this mini series. So tune in for more conversations from some amazing authors from India and South Asia. And keep your love for stories alive and for books and beyond. See you then.